0: Hello, welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Underground Treehouse podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one fourth year host Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up? Isaac. Hello, hello. Hello, Marcos. He's he's uh, he's acting as our correspondent tonight <laughs> for the uh, Ballista show. Shout out to him. He's getting the good stuff. You'll probably see it on our story. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, we're holding it down for now. He'll be back next week. That fool me merch. Follow this man. <laughs> for real <laughs> And one of the dopest merch drops from a local band, too. Facts, bro. Shout out Mishap. Facts. This week, we're going to be reviewing the newest album by indie pop band Bell & Sebastian called Late Developers. This is my pick, but as always, before we get into that, we'll be giving you our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendation of the week. Isaac, start us off with the music, baby.
1: So this week... Um, is a little different from what I usually listen to. I feel like I've been saying that in the last couple of weeks, bro. <laughs> Always <laughs> no, switching bro. it up, dude. Yeah, just, I don't know. If it's, it's not like
2: last week, then it's not different. If Word. it's not like last this, week was like
1: <laughs> off the walls different. It wasn't that bad. Prince, <laughs> of, Shout Egypt out. Prince of Egypt, what the fuck? Shut out Prince of Egypt. <laughs> that shit hard as hell. Anyways. <laughs> no, nah, you're right, though. Not an actual song. Hell yeah. This week would be uh dance me to the end of love by the civil wars are you guys oh. familiar with the civil wars at all uh-uh. absolutely not. no they were a duo who did like folk music pretty much like folk-ish music and they broke up in 2013 something like that but yeah just a great love song catchy tune just really in your feels if you want to listen to it and it's just i don't know it's just they they have such a chemistry together that anytime you listen to their music you could feel the connection and just feel their chemistry. You know, I don't even know like what their relationship is or anything like mm. like what they are to each other. But either way, bro, they just they just have such good chemistry, just musically. You know, to make it, it That's comes, it. It comes across. Yeah. So shout out the Civil Wars. Hope you come back. Fuck the Civil War. Oh, <laughs> fuck all them great coats. But you know the Civil Wars. They tight, they hey. tight, nice. So I got the
2: new release from Supergroup, Boy Genius, which Ooh. consists of Phoebe Bridgers, mm-hmm. Julian Ooh. Baker, and, who and Lucy Dacus. Bro, Jesus. So it's cool. So they just released three new singles, and what's cool about it is, in order, they have the song "Just Twenty Dollars," which is actually led by Julian Baker. And then the second track, "Emily, I'm Sorry," which is led by Phoebe Bridgers, and then "True Blue," which is led by Lucy Dacus. So it was pretty cool how they kind of release it there, because you really get to hear all three of them. You you get to hear them all on each track, of course, but each track is actually led by just one one of the ladies. Yeah, that's very dope um, as fuck. very indie. Um, it's very just yeah, just indie pop rock, whatever you want to call it. It, and it's they have a new album um, coming out later on this year that I cannot wait for, and we're probably going to review it uh-huh. yep. because okay. I love I love all three of these ladies individually. Their their voices are so great. Um, can't wait for it. The new album is actually going to be called the Record. So you go check <laughs> it out. Now, <laughs> go check out the latest three singles by Boy Genius. All right, my recommendation
0: of the week is going to be an album that I'm very mad and myself for not listening to in 2022 because this shit is dope and it i don't know if i could say it would have made my top 10 but probably would have made top 15 this shit is insane so it's going to be the album not Type by Dami and jd beck and it seems kind of familiar but the album cover the fucking styling of the band name or of the group name um and then the styling of the album title, I can imagine myself seeing it and being like, no, I'm not going to listen to this. It just looks like, I don't know. Honestly, if I had to guess, it might have came across to me as like, it did come across to me as like some weird fucking like 100 gex type of shit or something. It just seems completely opposite from what it is. And what it is, is some of the best jazz fusion I've heard in a while. Um, like you said, I mean, I don't know what they are to each other, but. All I know is they make dope-ass music, and (laughs) this shit is just, it's smooth as hell, man. You have great fucking, you have great features in Thundercat. Magda DeMarco's on this, Herbie Hancock. What the hell? Yeah, man, it's all over the place, but in the best way possible. This is Jazz Fusion at its best, and I'm very mad. I'm very, I'm barely getting to it now, but at the same time, I'm very glad that I finally got around to it. So, (sighs) not tied by Dami and JD Beck. Our local beer recommendation of the week is going to be a first from Gravity Bound Brewing Company off 3rd Street. Check them out. They're super dope. This beer that we're going to be recommending from them is going to be the Dreamline Hazy India Pale Ale. Now, I don't know what any of these ingredients are except for maybe one of them, but this India Pale Ale includes Citra, Sabro, Huel Melon and Amarillo hops. Some wild shit in here, bro. And if you look at the can too, the can is pretty pretty nuts it's very southwestern oh 100 100 and you know what? actually i could be wrong but I'm, I'm pretty sure the owners are from denver or they're from colorado so it's dope that they like came over and like incorporated the southwest look into there, in, into the um stylings of like the cans and of the inside of the brewery because like they have fucking gila monsters and fucking roadrunners all over <laughs> on the inside it's fucking tight
2: and what's cool about this brewery is if you show up on your bike and tell them that you rode your bike, they will give you a dollar off your first pint. Very true. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so they are very bike friendly. It's a cool spot. Um, it's actually kind of hidden. It's there right off, right there off of Third Street. Yeah. Just, be, just before Lomas. Um, but it's a really cool spot. And the beer itself is very smooth. This would be a great summertime, summertime drink instead of being in a frozen shed. <laughs> With the space heater on in the background. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Nonetheless, it's delicious. It's nice.
0: delicious. And it, for it being so thick, it fucking drinks really smooth. Yes, it does. Very easy drinking, very easy sipping. At 7%, whew, what more can you ask for, bro? Give me one. Hey. Give me one. There you go. Give me one. <laughs> Pop that shit open, bro. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, help him.
2: Bro, bro. <laughs> I Am tried I to tell you.
0: Yeah, the muscle of the group, baby. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> my.
2: Yo, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oof. Oh, all Delicious. over the fucking mic, dog. Delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: shout out Gravity Bound. Thank you guys Shop for the, the fuck out. shout out Gravity
2: Bound. Cheers, boys. Cheers.
0: Cheers. All right. Late Developers by Bell and Sebastian so honestly the only reason why i really picked this album i only like one album from them and that's not to say i don't like the rest of their discography there's just one album that i've really listened to and like really gravitated towards which is right about love right about love is a super dope album um other than that i've just kind of heard like little lucy's here and there and i don't that's really it so I guess I'm really just kind of going off of their name because I know that they're, you know, a real prominent indie pop, indie rock kind of band. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It was just one album that just kind of stood out to me. And I was like, mm, this might be cool. Let's check it out. So no. no. No big reason. No underlying, you know.
1: Motive or anything
0: like yeah, that. Yeah. Just no. wanted to check out a cute little indie pop band. So.
1: Well, it, thanks because this was terrible hey just hey, 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 hey,
0: Keenan, what were you gonna
1: say
2: I was gonna say it's been nice because we haven't <laughs> really gotten any new release this year so to start off the new year with something new true this is this was nice
0: very true
1: sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, but also no, that's a good that, yeah, yeah but also are you familiar with Bell and Sebastian uh, no, I've never really listened to them. I know a couple of their songs and I am, I think I like one of their albums, but looking back on it now, none of them look familiar. So maybe I don't, <laughs> but I've definitely heard of them and yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very, um, is prolific
0: the right word where you have like a big body of work uh, or do I have that shit backwards? No,
1: cause prolific more means that like it's what they did was, you know, groundbreaking and like, Whoa, like, you Oh yeah uh you're thinking of they're just they just they they just do that
0: shit bro i mean like we said this is like the 11th studio album that they've had i guess
1: if everything that they put out is you know of like pretty good or or better Mm -hmm. then yeah i would consider that prolific
0: yeah and i think i i mean that's not how i meant it but i guess they could also probably be viewed as that because i always see them like viewed in the same breath as like nick cave you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. So they all
2: came up around the same time as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've definitely had the longevity. They have a fucking steady fan base, bro, and they they show out every time too. So
2: Oh yeah, and it's fair. I mean, this band has been doing it since the mid to early 90s. Yeah. So and it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And <laughs> each album they put out not not to say it gets better, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh I can't uh, say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: they they have some misses in there. They oh, do. Oh yeah, of course. But um it's typical indie pop rock.
0: Right. Yeah. So gentlemen, is this album a miss? How do you guys feel about late developers? I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I don't have really too too much to say. Um, It's a little redundant with what I'm going to say, so I think I'll just get it out of the way. My main gripe with it is, you know, like we said, they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, It's really hard for a band who's been around this long to really stay fresh, you know, without even if you're not going to, especially if you're not going to be doing anything like super innovative or like anything out of your kind of like wheelhouse. I think my biggest gripe with it is that a lot of the lyrical content grabs my attention but some of the like a lot of the sound of this just doesn't really grab me i i kind of felt myself like just kind of like not really like being captivated by a lot of it and there's definitely songs you know that i'll get into that i really like that i feel like you know do both very well but i just felt like for a good majority of this album i just nothing was really clicking with me and we don't have to get into it right now but the song that I feel like I have a huge issue with that is uh, the third track, "When We Were Very Young." Like, I really, really like the lyrical content of that, but just the sound is just like, ah, uh, it's fucking borderline annoying, really. Um, so yeah, the Keys that, are hard though. Keys are alright. They're not even alright. This song just sucks. But <laughs>
2: yeah, the keys in some of the songs is like very like, bro, like basic sixteenth century like.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what this shit sounds bro, like, bro. I love it. Some fucking... God, of course he does. I know. We already God. know. God. Big brain.
1: <laughs> Damn. It's not my brain that's big. It's just my forehead, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's an illusion. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just wanted to get that, get that out of the way now because otherwise I'm going to repeat be repeating it for a lot of these songs.
1: Right. And
2: so I'm going to go back to some other podcasts that we've discussed mm. where you have said that – it's mostly been with like the indie album indie albums when you say they kind of blend, right? That's literally what this entire album does Mm -hmm. is it's just, it's basically, it all sounds the same. And I can't be mad at them for that because this is literally their bread and butter. This is them. They're literally like one of the, the biggest indie bands and they've been doing it for a very long time. So obviously they're going to stick to what they know. Mm -hmm. And so to what Mm -hmm. you said, like they didn't really go outside you know their comfort zone which i do think they did in one track <laughs> we'll get to that later oh is that a is that a groan or is uh, that like you hype.
0: know a fucking song it is it's too it's a hard
2: sigh <laughs> it's a, it's a no, very it's hard one, sigh for me <laughs> and so that one track i think they do did kind of go out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. but other than that um i'm just going to talk about track 3 real quick that okay. the the theme of it the theme of that one was was fun but <laughs> you couldn't you you couldn't give with could, the theme I, on that one now i couldn't no like it was very uh so this whole album kind of reminds me of like very like reminiscence of the past right um so especially like with track 3 which is when we were very young mm-hmm. um it literally like his talking about his younger self where they literally only cared about when they were children and then now they're adults who were you know adulting right um the sounding though even though i said it is it kind of just all blends in i like that i thought uh, a lot of the guitar was fun and the vocal delivery i think the vocal delivery is catchy and i think that's pretty big with in within the indie genre oh yeah um that one, that one was fun and so it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was nice. Oh, word? This man's oh, word? pressing his first fingers together, as he said. <laughs>
1: "This album was fun.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so for me, just the indie, indie pop, indie rock genre and sound in general, to me, is just very, very new to me. Very, very, it's just not my taste. It's not my palate, you know? It's not something that I um it's not something that catches my ear immediately you know what i mean like how certain things just hook you so because i feel that way about a whole genre (laughs) i I think you can kind of see where i'm going with this when it comes to this album uh when they do stray away from that traditional sound i kind of fuck with it like Mm -hmm. a lot you know there's a funky ass song right here funky as
0: hell but (laughs) there's multiplying gonna lie
1: and uh, but a lot of to me a lot of this sounded like Like some like late nineties fucking theme song, bro. Like a sitcom. Mm -hmm. Like where you just cut to the a fucking profile of the of the actor and it says like their name at the bottom. That this is the music that plays. Or I just got like straight up like like just it's super eighties in a way. Like I got like eighties vibes from it. Like like in some of the tracks, not every track, but some of the tracks just it, it had, like, that, like, like you could smell the fucking <laughs> hairspray and the fucking burnt hair and the, oh. and the fucking plastic. And it just sounds very 80s to me. And that's probably just them wearing their
2: influences on their sleeves. Probably. And, you know, they probably. are an older band now. And so being from the mid-90s, right. that's probably what they had, you know. Mm-hmm. So... It's pretty cool that they're that we're still like hearing that to this day, and they're giving it, giving that, those influences life still.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite songs, "The Evening Star," I like. I get super like heavy, almost seventies like psych rock kind of yeah vibes very nostalgic on that. Sounding. Yeah, it's it's like some fucking um, uh, what, what's her name? Um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. I just know she's in the Twenty Seven Club. <laughs> Oh, uh, Janis Ooh, Joplin. Janis yeah, Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get very, like, Janis Joplin, kind of, like, almost Fleetwood Mac type of vibes from that song. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So, yeah, it's interesting because I didn't get too many 80s vibes, if any, really. But I, I do kind of see the 90s. So, yeah, it's cool that we're able to, like, hear all these different influences, you know, throughout the album. Right. One song that I would like to jump to because this is neither 70s nor 80s or 90s. It's straight up fucking... Trash. New gen pop oh. is, yeah, it's actually trash. I don't know what you uh, see in me. Love. This song is definitely the outlier, I think, in terms of sound. This is the one that's huge. So, like I said, I haven't really been keeping up with Bell and Sebastian too much. So, when I heard this, I was like, holy shit, have they been doing this pop shit? Do you know, Keenan? have they been doing I don't,
2: it? because they actually just came out with an album last year mm. called A Bit of Previous, and I have no idea what that album sounds like so if they try to like go in this direction yeah i would have no clue okay because yeah
0: i mean this shit took this shit was way out of left field and i hate this song i do not like this song at all (laughs) bro
1: give me a dap bro give me a dap dap. this is one of the worst songs i've ever heard in my entire (laughs) life this makes me want to get snuffed out with the tempurpedic pillow bro just put that shit over my face and then sit on it and then just fucking let me fucking croak, bro. God damn shit is terrible, bro. You go sticklet your ass, bro. <laughs> you go sticklet my ass. Damn <laughs> sauerkraut-eating motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> just take my ass out. I'm pissed, bro. Yeah, fucking send my ass <laughs> to the ballpark, bro, with Donnie. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out. Garbage, Teddy bro. Teddy fucking Williams. That's <laughs> out of the fucking <laughs> It's not even that bad, <laughs> but the fucking la di da da shit is fucking nightmare fuel, bro. Oh, nightmare it fuel? It is. Bro. It's nightmare... Oh. Try to be open. Ear fuel. Sorry. Just try to be a little open. We I tried. I tried to be open, <laughs> and that shit made me close
2: up like Fort Knox. <laughs> what are
1: you talking about?
2: I, I thought it was a little
1: fun. Uh, I, I thought it was a little fun. I, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I could see why you thought it was fun even yes. though i think this is this is like someone spit in my ice cream I <laughs> see, like if this was a color palette for me it would be like dark green and brown and whatever fucking what? bile,
2: bile that you Bro, you literally got a boy over here in dark green and he's dark brown
1: that's fucked up what the fuck, dude yeah he looks like a mocker right now <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, that's my fucking <laughs> visual palette But, like, literally, it's a very bright song It and is it, And it's, and I could totally see someone being like Alright, I'm gonna shake my head to it, you know Maybe, what if this was like
2: to grab someone from today's age Who doesn't listen to this band And now th- this is what, like, leads them into Bell and Sebastian oh,
1: Sorry <laughs>
2: Oh! Whoa
1: Wow so I, I'm I'm trying. Jeez. Nah, shout out Balance Passion, bro. <laughs> this one ain't it, dog. You could have made yeah. this shit ten tracks, bro. No, no, song no I mean it. the song in it.
2: On off of this album, this song fell short. It did, mm-hmm. but I do appreciate them stepping out of their comfort zone and swing because this is very eighties. This is one of the it songs. Is. that was very. 80s so, to me. but at hmm. the end of the day, like the electronic approach approach was nice. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. God yeah, damn it. Is, yeah. I can see why. Leave him alone. <laughs> For sorry, real, sorry. let me have I'm this. Sorry. I'm not
1: even trashing him. I just keep trashing him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn.
0: I thought Marcos was gone tonight. For what the real? fuck? I'm channeling his God energy. Damn.
1: <laughs>
0: All I'm saying is
2: I fucking appreciate them stepping out of their comfort zone. Well, stop. It's swinging. <laughs>
1: well, if knock it, it off. Is it a miss?
2: <laughs> a little bit. But. Compared to the rest of the album. But I will give them praise.
0: So then, I think that's a good follow up into the two songs that are also very ubby, but I don't think are as poppy. This almost has like a fucking, like, I don't even know, ska almost kind of sound. They're super, like, Caribbean sounding exotic ass shit. And that's Do You Follow in Late Developers? Do You Follow? Do You Follow? That bass line, funky as hell, boy. Funky
1: as hell, boy. This shit got me shaking my tail feather. <laughs> yeah, these
2: two are nice. So, do you follow? It's cool, cause um, cause the rest of the album is very poppy. So, like with that bass, this song comes off um a little more serious than the rest of the tracks, mm-hmm. just because of that that bass, just because of that bass and like the vocal delivery, and I guess the tone of of in which they sing, it comes off as more of a serious song, even though it's not right. Um. So this one is definitely, I would say this song, sound wise, is kind of like the outlier to the rest of the album. Oh, personally, Not completely. Personally, uh, so do just, I follow? You're
1: saying, what was that? You're saying, do I follow? Yeah, do you follow? Or yeah, sorry. Yeah, do you follow? My bad. My so bad.
2: do you follow? Are you following? Apparently not. Are my, you following? Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, so um, just like sound wise, this song is definitely like the outlier, just 'cause again, it comes off more serious sounding, but. But the lyrics are the same as the rest of the album. Yeah. Um. But this album is funky, and it's very good. And I really, well, I guess, like you said, Isaac, the lyrical content of the entire album was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I will agree with It was just consistent.
1: It, it was consistent in its approach, and it was consistent in its, like, seriousness, you know? like yeah. None of the songs took the piss, even though, like, a lot of them sounded kind of silly and goofy, or, yeah. or just not, like, serious songs. Like, they were all saying shit that is either relatable or at least just like commendable you know yeah yeah but yeah this do you follow funky as hell <laughs> the keys go brazy whenever the lady voice came in bro bell whatever whenever she <laughs> came in bro woo, that, that little fuzz on it woo. that shit that shit sounded like crush velvet <laughs> you know what i'm saying bell <laughs> <laughs> Just just for clarification, <laughs>
0: nobody in this fucking band is named Sebastian or
1: What the fuck? <laughs> I just got bamboozled, y'all. <laughs> Ain't no way, bro. Bro, this what? is a band of like eight people. What are you talking That's about? <laughs> <laughs> bro, you said when Bell came in on verse two. <laughs> um, bro. What bro, the... is... bro, I listened to a hundred gex. I don't think there's literally a hundred guests in this bitch. <laughs> What the fuck? Just a
2: hungry um, 100 geckos with a microphone in front of it. <laughs> Asking you how you can save 10 <laughs> <division> <laughs> <laughs> cartridges. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. God damn. <coughs> hey, yo, we only got like a couple more tracks. Okay, honestly. okay, okay. okay. And reel it in, Ooh, Reel it in. So then late developers, what do you guys think about that one? Because I think this one is very in line. It's very funky. This one has some great, great trumpet playing on it, too. So, the intro, like, this is the shit where I get that real Caribbean kind of sound. I'm like, God damn, Bell, Sebastian. (laughs) Like, literally, Marcos
2: would just label it as elevator music, and that's perfect. It's (laughs) it's so calming. Like, lobby music. And it's cool to see the self-titled track as the last track. Yeah. Because it is very calming, and, like, it is also very uplifting because you do have the horns. Mm -hmm. And so of course the lyrical content is is good to finish off the album oh yeah and so i i just like the way they i like the way they uh set it up with the title track coming giving it to us at the end yeah because you don't really see that much yeah it's it's always within like the first half of the album if not like right in the middle and so to give it to us at the end it's it's exciting because it's setting us up to like it was so uplifting. It's like, hey, we're we're still here, and we're right. gonna still be here. Yeah, it just it just left us with the it left me with a good note. So to know that they're still gonna be here for a while.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It, it was definitely. I mean, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get it as like a cliffhanger, as in like we're gonna be back. But I do agree that this was a very good send off for the album. This was a great way to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Um. To be back off of what you were saying, I think. It's the first time in how many albums that we reviewed where the album actually ends on a fucking good note It does, yeah. and it actually ends on like a high note. Like for as much as I'm dogging this album, like this song is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and it's that closer. Like, yes, bro. Finally an, an album that sends us off, you know what I mean? In a, in a good way that kind of wraps the album together in a nice little bow. Like, I don't know. I just, I appreciate that, like you said, not only did they put the subtitle track at the end, but it was actually good, and it fit thematically, and it was just a good send-off. So. Yeah.
0: Mm. Chef's kiss, baby. So like you were saying earlier, Isaac, <clears throat> they do a good job at not taking the piss, even though, you know, the sound may, you know, sound otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it, it really ruffles my feathers. But. Yeah. I gotta tell you, one of, one of the worst offenders of that on this album is, will I tell you a secret Oh my god, I like the lyrical content of this, but this sound is just so goofy. What were you saying earlier? That fucking 1600s ass plucking the string. Yep. This is that shit. I hate this sound, bro. It's
2: very folk. It is. Style.
0: Oh, but it's, it's, it's like powdered wigs, folk, bro. I hate this. Very shit.
2: neutral milk hotel. <laughs> As you would say, Uh,
0: no, (laughs) don't do Nitro Milk Hotel like that, dog. Don't do it.
2: (laughs) It it is, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's a little weird. the The sound, the sound itself, like he's he's corny. Like his little, like the way he his vocal delivery, yeah, his vocal delivery was the Migos, bro. But also (laughs) to kind of back them up. They're a corny band. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Bell and Sebastian is a corny band and maybe not corny but they, they kinda take the piss. Yeah. You're like, nah, that shit corn. <laughs> Straight corn.
2: We got a lot of their like early influences and it just this one fell
1: short.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. It just it just falls short. It doesn't do much.
1: I, I, I don't hate the you know, the acoustic sound of this and like the folk style of this. I don't really hate it that much. It's just their delivery and their execution was fucking awful, bro. Like mm-hmm. they had all the they had all the fucking ingredients to make a great butter drum and they ended up making a fucking sandy, fucking shitty ass drink. You know um, what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, another track that um, I I liked a lot was So in the moment. I really enjoyed the strumming at the start. Uh, it kind of gives me, like, a Great British Takeover vibe, you know? Like, yes. N- yeah, dude. That's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, this shit makes me want to fucking make a call on one of those big-ass payphones <laughs> in, in London. You know Sean's? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, right next to them du- double-decker-ass buses, bro. <laughs> they're, like,
0: they're fucking Scottish, and you're all, all these British I fucking... I know, right? <laughs> you're going
2: to get jumped by a hooligan because you
1: got it wrong, bro. <laughs> Hey, don't pipe bomb my house, please. (laughs) That's fucking Irish. (laughs) I'm Uh a filthy American. Please don't hate me. Uh Hey, all y'all eat beans for breakfast. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Bro, shout out. I so do we, but they're pinto beans, bro. Y'all be eating, like, fucking lima beans or some (laughs) bullshit, bro. (laughs) Lima beans. yeah i i like this one a lot too yeah.
0: i that that british takeover is actually a really good way like very reminiscent of like the who or something like that you yeah know?
1: bro or just that energy you know yeah. what i mean that that old school what was that like like 70s yeah yeah like that just 70s just pure gloomy sky fucking mm-hmm. the energy on this song i think is a lot uh the energy on this song is is a lot more hyped than on a lot of the other songs because a lot of the other songs are chill, and and they're not necessarily like so chill or you know like snooze fest or anything. But this is with the strumming thing, the, the, the like yeah. that shit was hard. You oh, know what I yeah. mean? And, and it just I don't know. It, coming from my metal background, it just really got the blood pumping. You know, and mm-hmm. I and I really enjoyed that they that they you know went in that direction. Even though it was for only one track, and I wish they did it more.
2: Yeah. But especially coming off of "Will I Tell You a Secret,"
0: yeah. Especially coming off of that shit, that yeah. th- this was a great um, palate oh, well, cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There <you> go. No, <laughs> so not no, no, no.
2: Yeah. yeah. So not only is it the most like energized song throughout right. the album, but coming off right after "Will I Tell You a Secret," it hits a little harder. Yeah. And agree. so, I do agree with you. The start of the song was fun especially with like that plucking yeah. and this song in general reminds me a lot of shoot the album shoots too narrow by the shins mm. and a lot of the band the new pornographers if you guys are familiar with them um just very fast-paced indie um it's not all of their music but they have sounds that are very similar and so this song was uh, the of course the lyrical content of the whole rekindling of a new love, yeah, or an old love, was very fun, and I thought it was just it was the change that we needed because it comes right in the middle. This is probably like right that splits the album in half, for me.
0: Oh, okay, okay, I got you
2: personally because like mm-hmm. you start off kind of like fast paced indie, not fast paced, but a little more upbeat, up tempo. From from what we've gotten previously, at least. Yeah, and then once we get to here, that's when it kind of like starts the plateau, and then we kind of kind of yeah. start to go down a little more, right? Softer,
0: right? Wise. So, I think to give a little bit of context, it might be helpful to talk about just those first two tracks, "Juliet Naked," and give a little time. Oh yeah. Con- context as to us, you know, because we keep referring to like the album gets faster. It's not as fast at this point compared to this, you know. Yeah, we so just, just to give a little bit. Beginning. Yeah, because yeah, we've kind of went over everything else except the beginning. Yeah. But Julia Naked, like this one. Yeah. So, Keenan, I know you think that the first half is a little bit quicker, yes. a little bit more fast-paced. Yes. Julia Naked isn't real fast-paced. This has a more kind of like mellow kind of sound to it. It's very eerie, though, I think. Do you guys get like a weird like fucking Arsia kind of vibes. Yeah. I don't know if it's just his harmonies, like the... Bum, bum, bum. Like, I don't know if it's just that. It almost sounds like a... I don't even <coughs> know how to explain it. It just sounds real spooky to me, and it kind of bleeds into the rest of the song. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I was the only one who felt like that, but...
2: Personally, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel that. Oh, okay. So, like, I can... I could put myself in your shoes, and I could totally see that, oh, okay, um know, like now stripping. that' no, now that you're like <laughs> now that you're saying it and putting it in that aspect, I can see that, yeah, but personally, no, I didn't get that at all, oh, I see because okay. right off the rip, I got Bell and Sebastian are back, like yeah. they never left. Mm-hmm. This is classic Bell and Sebastian sounding, right, and it was just the nostalgia kicking in. I'm like, holy shit, I love this,
0: yeah, 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 I got you. And then going into the second track, give it a little time. Uh that one is even like a little bit more fast paced. That one's a little bit more upbeat too. And um, with
1: that Disney Channel ass beat, bro.
0: Yeah, this is one that's very corny. Y'all wanna <laughs> yeah. oh, <damn>. Y'all wanna <laughs> talk about corny bro? This shit is corny, bro. Oh god my god. Lee.
1: This could literally be the, the theme song to a late nineties sitcom, bro. Camp Rock. Bro. Hey, what you, like like to Bros? Bros? <laughs> what you gotta get the Jonas Brothers?
0: What you gotta get the Jonas Brothers? Demi Lovato? Who else is in that movie? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I never remember. actually watched it. I didn't either. I'm I've, just a fan I've, of the I've Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, so in the second track, again, I thought it was very upbeat and her voice is fun. And the reason why I really liked her voice because it reminded me a lot of the band Stars, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite bands. And so that indie sounding, female-led, it was it was literally identical to stars. And so hearing this, it was fun. And the, the male singer, when he came in during like the harmonies or like just the backing vocals in general, mm-hmm. it just, it made the song a lot. I don't know how to explain it. Um, like, I guess interactive. Cause it was like something you could sing along to. Oh. And, and so it was, it was just catchy and it was fun. And so um, coming off that first track, which I thought was also fun and catchy. Mm-hmm. It it was a it was a good uh, duo. It was a good one too to start off the start off the album.
0: Right, and I thought that we were gonna have a lot more variants like that, mm-hmm. where it would be like more male vocally dominated than more female vocally dominated. It seems like the male vocals kind of really took over for most of the album. It did
2: this album. Yeah, which is w- in the past where we got we got right. a lot of the two, mm-hmm. whereas um, this one, like you said, it was definitely uh, male led. Yeah, but for what it was when we got her parts she did not disappoint Mm. and i
0: i think she disappointed on a lot of this i ain't gonna lie yeah i I wasn't really feeling her a lot of her moments she had some nice like backing vocal harmonies more towards the end of the album Mm -hmm. um but yeah, for the most part i just wasn't really feeling it on that note is there anything else you guys want to hit any other tracks no thank you sir bars
1: Man, when she Beat. said, no, <laughs> man, when Bell said, hey, yo, my childhood is fucked. I said, hell yeah, sis. Hey. When,
2: <laughs> when he said, all I wanted to care about was the football scores Dude. and my chores. He said, I okay, wish that, I could. Bro, yeah, that's actually we're getting fucking old, hard. boys. Ah, I ah, sink in the damn. piss, but that's actually fucking hard as fuck. We're getting old, boys.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, real quick, before we wrap, because I know we're about to rap, but yeah, that, that's because I referenced that earlier. That's why that song hits me so hard, because I have that same type of, like, mentality of, like, god damn. At least the way I took it, I could have maybe taken the lyrics slightly wrong, but I took it as just, like, in adulthood, nothing really hits the same anymore, you know what I mean? You're just not as excited or, like, as you know you just don't feel as fulfilled with a lot of the mundane things that you would have as you were when you were a kid you know you would have felt a lot more excited about it so just it's presented in a very corny way but i was just like god damn these if they would have done it maybe in a more like serious kind of tone i probably would have liked the song overall a lot more but yeah those lyrics fucking hit me deep man god damn okay i can end on that if we're good we can all end on that (laughs) We can give you our final thoughts, overall score, and top three tracks. Keenan start us off
2: so coming into this album, having not listening to them easily since twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. I had no idea what to expect i I didn't know if they were going to change or not. I didn't know if they were just going to stick to what they know and so coming in i was I was pretty excited just because I am pretty fond of this band, even though I haven't listened to them in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Their older stuff I do go back to a lot though, um, especially those early '90 albums or I'm sorry those late '90 albums. So listening to this off the first couple listenings, I was I was excited just to know that they're back. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually diving into the lyrics, lyrical content was fun. The delivery was fun. The instruments were fun. It's just something about it. It's just I feel like it just doesn't hold up as much. Mm-hmm. To as like the earlier stuff, so this album compared to (laughs) all their releases, it I don't think it holds up to everything that we've gotten in the past. And so, that being said, the album did fall short despite how catchy and fun it was. Mm -hmm. So, I have to give it a seven.
1: That's terrible, uh, that's not bad at all. That's great, yeah. Oh.
0: It's not bad at all. I'm scared to hear what you guys have to say about this. <laughs> oh shit. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh brother.
2: <laughs> but to show to show that they still have it. They're still the top of the indie genre. And if you're a super fan, you're gonna love this. If you're a new fan, just getting into it. It might might take a little time. Definitely recommend their earlier stuff. But it's just nice to know that they're still making music and they're still having fun with it. The sound is still there. Lyrical content and eh, I feel like they're kinda they're kinda reaching there. Right. Um But overall it's it's catchy. It's fun. Top three tracks. I gotta go with So in the Moment,
1: Juliet Naked, and give a little time. For me this album was a new trip into the indie rock genre uh we just did indie pop but for indie rock this is this would be probably one of my first albums that i've listened to and um kind of the same thing that i said about the other one is just it's just it just boils down to a taste thing and i just don't have the taste for it you know so it's it's hard to give this album like a positive review because it it's it's so just not me, and it's so not like what I like that it's hard to take my own opinion out of it. You know what I mean? And just look at it, it um, like objectively. Objectively, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry if I trash it, but <laughs> yeah, not 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 the biggest fan in the world. When they mixed that up, though, you know, I I, I kind of like that. I kind of liked it. It was pretty good. So, yeah. I just wish they did that more on this album. But they didn't. So I'm gonna give this. Oh, well. First, let me tell you top three tracks: "Do You Follow," "So in the Moment," and "The Evening Star." Mm. And I give this album a four and a half out of ten.
0: So I think I can kind of start off my overall thoughts as what you said, Keenan. You know, compared comparing this album to their you know old body of work, I agree with what you said about it not really holding up to their older uh projects um but i also think that even if i was to listen to this standalone without any type of context with bell and sebastian i still don't think i would really you know uh gravitate towards it or you know take much from it you know at least more than what i am getting from it now uh so i think just the album as a whole no matter how you view it is kind of a disappointment you know i do think when we were very young and i don't know what you see in me are pretty bad i don't like those songs at all um i I then i think just other than that you know aside from maybe my top three nothing else really just stuck out to me like i said um it just wasn't you know just wasn't something that was really like resonating and it's just something that i might not come back to ever aside from you know my top three tracks yeah um i like the variants here and there you know i do like that we get you know some different type periods you know some different sounds um but yeah overall i just uh just can't say i enjoyed this album <laughs> as much as i was you know wanting to I, I really was kind of expecting a lot out of this but so it goes I'm not a total dud though so my top three tracks are going to be number three, When the Cynics Stare Back from the Wall. Uh, number two is going to be When You're Not With Me and number one, The Evening Star. And my overall score is going to be a five out of five. five. Five out of five. Damn!
1: That's
2: a oh, perfect. perfect score!
0: Woo! Black Country, who? <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> number one album of the year. Calling <laughs> it now.
2: Pitchfork, you're welcome.
0: A five and a half out of ten is what I meant to say. Dude, that was a fruadian slip. (laughs) I think this album's a masterpiece. Don't listen to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we should. Oh. Ooh. Ooh,
0: Shit. Yeah. You know? Either way, I think we're gonna end on that little cliffhanger right there. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Underground Trios Podcast. That was our review of late developers from Balance Sebastian. If you've listened to it let us know what you think about it if you haven't listened to it and give it a listen let us know what you think one of the more interesting albums that's come out this year i mean it's only january you know but i i think you know they're definitely probably they're one of if not the most prominent artists that has dropped something you know this month so definitely worth your time check it out let us know what you think till then we'll see you next week thank you guys bye